Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Let's See You Succeed. As always, I'm your host, Katie Neal, and today's podcast will be another fun one. Uh, You guys said that you wanted more travel tips, and that's what we are bringing you. So this is part two of our travel tip series, and joining me today is Brandy with Jamestown Travel. So before we get into all the vacation questions and everything, uh, Brandy, do you just want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi everyone, it's Brandy Van Gilder and I have been uh, a travel agent with Jamestown Travel for 24 years. So hopefully some of my tips will help you today. That's awesome. I didn't even realize it was 24 years. I was going to ask you, but then I said, oh, I, I hope that you would mention it here. So 24 years, that's, that's amazing to be in one place that long doing this. Yes, it is. And I went to school for it. It was just a nine month course at Interstate Business College back in the day when they were in Fargo, North Dakota and, and uh, nine months. And it took me about four years after that before I even got into uh, the travel industry because it's hard to find a spot at travel agencies because, um, you know, a lot of people get into it and they don't want to retire because they enjoy what they do. That's amazing. So, um, before we get into all the other stuff, what made you want to go to college to be a travel agent? I just, I never would think of that. I've always wanted to go places and see places and experience fun things. That's great. Um, I mean, I think some people who are listening to this maybe would think, I didn't even know that you could take a class on that to become a travel agent. So that just shows how much knowledge you have that you went to college for this and then you've been doing it for 24 years so well things have evolved over the years because when I started they hand wrote uh, airline tickets out so they would do their job all day long and then after the business closed at the end of the day you would have to stay after and hand write out all of those airline tickets for people and of course now we have computers these days and everything's automated and it's great so we just hit a button and that prints the tickets now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. That makes your life much easier. But before we get into some of these tips for our listeners, uh, I have a few fun questions to ask you. So um, we already know that you've been a travel agent for 24 years. So how many countries have you been to? I would say 30 plus. I've been to many different countries. Um, Ireland, Estonia, Latvia, Sweden, uh, Denmark. Um, And of course, I'm an avid cruiser, so I love all the countries in the Caribbean. So Barbados and Aruba, Turks and Caicos, Jamaica, Mexico, um, just to name a couple of them. But it's it's great. And it's a great way to get out and see the world. Absolutely. Um, I can count on one hand how many countries I've been to, including the United States. So uh, U.S., Canada, that's two, and Jamaica, that's where we did our honeymoon, so that's three. <laughs> so um, I need to branch out a little bit more, but uh, we did love Jamaica when when we were there too. So It's a beautiful country, and the people sure are unique, and they are so grateful and happy to take care of you and just welcome you to their country and show you around. You can't meet a, a better bunch of people to when you go somewhere. Absolutely, yes. They are very, very welcoming. Um, their culture is really amazing, and their food was really good. Yeah, we we had so much fun. So that was one of the that was one of my favorite places that um, we visited. But what's one of your favorite places that you visited, and 
all over the world, you said. So what's what's your favorite? Oh, my favorite one is Turks and Caicos. Beautiful island, um, white sand beaches, the beautiful blue, blue water. Um, just very relaxing. I liked it there a lot. We went and did an island tour and got to go in and meet some local people and see their homes. And that was a lot of fun for us. All these stories are making me want to travel more and visit more places. And uh, this is amazing. So out of of all those places, or maybe not even a country that you've been to, where where is some some place that if you had to live outside of the U.S., where would you live? I would really love to live in Roatan, Honduras. Not so much for the economy or that type of thing there, but the the area is beautiful, and the food is really good. And I think that you know the economy there. Um, it'd be a very easy place to go and live and do an easy job like working at a hotel or at a restaurant or, I don't know, being a tour guide maybe. That would be kind of fun. And being able to live there and enjoy something and the land and having a nice job. That's cool. I for sure thought after talking about Turks and Caicos you were going to say that because I'd like to live by a beach for a while with that blue water, but... Um, Honduras. Okay. Uh, what's one thing that you've learned being a travel agent? Like one important thing? Never to expect things to go the way they are supposed to. <laughs> right? They never do. And if they do, you are a very lucky person. I always go in and I always say to myself, if my flight gets delayed today, we're going to go with the flow. If I get to the hotel and my room isn't what I like, I going to be happy and I'm going to go down and see if they can change it. But if not, I'm on vacation. So go with the flow. There's a lot of things, you know, we all have high expectations when we go on a trip. But what people forget is the little things like I'm going on a cruise and um, I'm going to just fly there the day of the cruise. We never let people do that because if your flight is delayed, you'll miss the ship. So we always tell people, give yourself a day in between everything and plan on a delay. I mean, lately, uh, with all the the weather delays, uh, the flight cancellations, pilots not, you know, being able to come to work as much because there aren't as many of them. I just tell people, just be happy if you can get there. And if your flight goes accordingly, when you get to your final destination, say, yay. <laughs> Right. That's, that's such a good um, lesson though, like for all of us too. Cause I think just in everything we do every day, like if something doesn't go as planned, we might be upset, you know? And I think, I think anyone knows or should know that when traveling, um, travel can be amazing. Right. And, and that's part of why you love it. Um, but there also can be hiccups along the way. And I just remember we went on our honeymoon And so we had like our big bag with a bunch of stuff in it and then we each packed like littler bags because I was paranoid that they were going to like lose my luggage. Like I'm always very paranoid about that and pack extra stuff. And, um, you know, technology is a great thing, but it's also a curse these days in, in that, you know, your app on your phone, it'll say like, oh, your bag has been checked. Like it's on the airplane, you know, and it wasn't giving me that. And I'm like looking out the window, sitting in my seat, like, where is my bag? Where, you know? And it, there's just a delay, you know, they're getting on the plane, but um, we just have come to expect 
those things with technology and we need to answer now with some of those things and so um we did get our luggage and everything went great and we love Jamaica but um I think yeah all of us should come to expect there might be hiccups along the way um and some of that is just lack of knowing certain things or maybe not using a travel agent or things like that so um, you've obviously helped so many people over your 24 years. Uh, what are some common mistakes that people make when traveling? Some of the common mistakes. Well, we send everybody travel documents that plan a cruise or an all-inclusive trip with us. And it is amazing how many people we mail those out to and they don't take those with them on their trip. Because they just are like, well, it's on my app and I'll just pull it up or not on their app more so. I mean, tech, this is where technology comes into play. Yes, you can get your airline things on your app. Um, but the other thing is, is a lot of people will call and say, oh, hey, I'm in Cancun, but who's my ride and where do I find them? And I'm like, well, that's in your travel documents and it's highlighted for you. Um, so did you take your travel documents with you? And they're like, no, I never thought to bring them with. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, just a matter of packing that simple travel documents with so that you know where you're going and, and who you're meeting, that's always a good thing. Or, you know, read all the travel info that's sent to you. And, and I know whether you're booking with us or somebody else, they all must send you some type of um, information about your trip. So it's good to take that with you. Um, some other things, you know, People don't realize when you're traveling to foreign countries and if they take uh, American dollars, taking $100 bills and $50 bills is not always the way to go because a lot of those countries can't break that high of a bill. So I always tell people, you know, if you can go take, you know, fives, tens, twenties with you and um, be sure to take a credit card. I don't recommend using debit cards outside of the country unless you're using it to get money out of the ATM, but definitely take a credit card with. It's a good idea. And as far as other common mistakes people make, know the uh, weight of your bag and what, what you can have in your bag. Uh, I've had a lot of people who've come back and um, they were mad because their uh, makeup got thrown away as they went through TSA, or they're mad that their toothpaste got thrown away. Um, I've had people say, well, my my toothpaste tube was half full, so I figured that was three ounces or less, And um, but they threw my toothpaste away, and it cost me a lot of money, somebody told me one time. So just, just knowing your you know, what you can and can't take on the plane in your check bag or your carry-on bag is always a good thing too. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of stories that you could, we could be here all day with telling some of these <laughs> crazy stories. Um, I think, God, the um, getting the weight right on your bag, that is not as easy as people think unless you're like a master packer because I'm always like step on the scale with it, step off the scale without it, like what do I weigh and like do the math. And, like, I know that's one of the hardest ones for me. It is and then we have a lot of people who travel on Allegiant from up here and Allegiant uh, does not give you 50 pounds in your bag, you only get no. 40 pounds in their bags. So a lot of people are very surprised about that but we try and be really good about telling people, you know, okay you're going on Allegiant, you only have 40 pounds. And uh, a lot of them, you know, they just revert to the old, well, no, it's 50 pounds for a bag. And it's like, no, the carriers can change that. And mm -hmm. we run into that quite frequently with Allegiant Airlines for people. 
Yeah, those are those are good um, reminders for people. Check your weight, make sure your document, you have your documents, all of those things. Um, how far in advance should I be planning for a vacation or a trip? We always say to plan between six and nine months prior. It gives you a lot more flexibility if we are looking for flights for you and maybe the day you want to leave, the flights are full. But if you're able to be flexible a day before or a day after or maybe a couple days before, we can usually find you, you know, some better deals and things. Um, The closer you get to the time that you're traveling, of course, that availability isn't as good usually because people have booked up already a lot of the lower price seats. Um, once in a while, you know, we will find a flight that maybe has some better availability. Um, you know, I've had people call me on Monday and want to leave on Saturday. And when you get into that situation, it doesn't give us any room to be flexible to try and find you a better deal. So I would say between six and nine months would be a good time frame. Good. Good to know. Um, So we recently did another podcast. I kind of said at the beginning of this that this is part two of our travel podcast. So we did another podcast really about the saving and the budgeting for travel. Um, Briefly, do you have any thoughts or perspectives on on saving and budgeting when it comes to your trips? If you're planning far enough out, um, we have people that ask us to break down different things on their trip. So let's say they are doing their airline tickets and we give them the total price of their airline tickets. And, um, you know, for a good example, I'm going to use Disney. I'm going to Disney. It's a good idea to get a cost so that you can try and figure out that $4,000 trip for our family of four. Um, If we're booking it 12 months out, you know, divide the 12 months, the 4,000 by the 12 months. And that's about how much money you need to save each month until you go there. Um, The great thing is, is by setting yourself a budget that helps us narrow down the choices that we give you. So maybe you were hoping to do like a seven, eight trip, but you have a budget, a budget of um, $3,200 or something like that. Um, Maybe Maybe the resort you want to go to is a little more over your budget. So that gives us the option of saying you still can do that resort, but you may have to do it for five or six nights only. And that still gets you the vacation that you want. It may not be the exact amount of days that you want, but if you give us a budget of what you've set for yourself to spend on a vacation, then we can narrow down choices and, and, give you the option to make the choice of what you want to do if you want to spend more money or if you want to do less. Um, When I first started traveling, I was a single mom. So everything we wanted to do, we made envelopes for. And so we would write down SeaWorld and we'd write how much money we needed for SeaWorld and we'd have to put the money in the envelope and seal it. And then once that was done, then we would do an envelope for Disney World tickets or at the time we went to SeaWorld or Discovery Cove or Universal Studios or something like that. We just separated everything and we made envelopes for everything and we filled it that way too. Um, That works for some people. Some people, it doesn't work that way, but Mm -hmm. it's a good idea to just, you know, put away a couple hundred dollars a month and and then then when final payment comes, then at least you have the money to put there. So Mm -hmm. I know people that do that like with 
that's kind of a Dave Ramsey tip with putting your extra money in envelopes and saving what you want. Um, I've said it, people who listen to this know, like, um, who listen to the podcast know my husband is an accountant. And um, so we went to the Las Vegas National Finals Rodeo last last winter. Um, we, we rodeo ourselves, and so we love that stuff. And so we went, and as soon as we, you know, we, we budgeted for it ahead of time, or kind of like a rough budget. And um, as soon as we got back, he looked at all our expenses, added up everything, Ubers, hotels, etc., food, um, what we spent on gifts, things like that. And he's like, okay, this is what we need to go next year, and we're going to start budgeting now so we know. And um, not everyone's like that, but it definitely helps us so we know, like, if we can go again and we're not just randomly in October deciding we're going in December and didn't save any money or anything. So I definitely think it's super important to plan ahead and to try to budget out if you can because it might, you know, things come up and it might take you longer to save for it than you expect. So those are great tips. Uh, so speaking of, of money, uh, what kind of prices, you know, just, just roughly, I guess, should I expect for various uh, vacations, like if I'm going on a cruise, is it going to be more expensive than if I'm going to like an inclusive resort or U.S. travel? Or can you kind of give like just some broad prices of things these days? Sure. Some of the things that we do quite frequently is is with cruises. We book those in, far enough in advance. Um, if you're doing a group of people, um, they give you a little bit more of a discount. But just to give you an idea, like a a week-long vacation uh, out of Miami on the Caribbean for seven nights with a balcony, um, approximately $4,500 is what it would be for a couple. Um, some of those cruise lines, if you have a third and fourth person in the cabin with you, um, they give you a reduced rate. And that works out really good. So, like, I took my children with us one time, and it cost, like, about... I wanted to say about $5,900 is what it was with our children with us on that. Um, if you do all-inclusive resorts, I mean, depending upon the resort that you're staying at, um, if you're going to like Puerto Vallarta, you can do that for about anywhere from twenty-six to 2800 for a week for two people. Um, that, of course, is not staying at a five-star property, but it's staying at a four-star property. And um, that's really good. Um, people that want to do adults-only resorts, they can be anywhere from like $3,800 all the way up to $6,000, um, depending on what resort you're staying at. And if, uh, you know, I have people ask about sandals a lot. Sandals, prices higher, but they're ultra all-inclusive. So those anywhere between six dollars and $10,000 to stay there for a week, depending upon your room type. So, Oh my gosh, that is you know, way higher than I thought. <laughs> Yes, yes. And so, I mean, if you find it for less than that, or your agent finds it for less than that, snap that up, because that's, you know, if you can go to a Sandals Resort for $4,000 for a week, I'm more power to you, do it. <laughs> but you could do, and then U.S. travel. A lot of people right now keep calling us and saying, we just want to go to Florida. We don't want to deal with, uh, you know, all the restrictions for going out of the country. Um I hate to tell you, but Florida has doubled and tripled their rates at some of their, their properties since COVID started because everybody wanted to stay in the United States. So a lot of times uh, what you're going to do for a trip to Florida, you could do a trip to Mexico or the Caribbean and have all your food and beverages included with it. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, I'm hoping as time goes on, those prices come down a little bit down there. And I, I guess I understand why they increase the prices. They're getting lots and lots of people that come in and, and just want some sunshine and the beach and the water and um, bringing families for theme parks and that kind of thing. Wow. No, that's um, that's a good range to know because um, we had talked about a cruise, but then we we ended up going to Jamaica, and so I've always I've always been curious of some of those prices, and I'm sure our listeners are too because I think half of it is just you know where to start, and and that's where you help, and that's where travel agencies help. Um, just you know if you know your budget and stuff, but it's great to just kind of have a rough idea of of what some of those cost. So you kind of alluded to it already with. Uh, you know, now we're in this post-COVID era, if you will. I think we'll go down in history calling it the COVID era. Um, <laughs> but what what really, what's your outlook on, you know, on travel right now and, and moving forward um, after COVID and high inflation and all of that? Well, we definitely know people want to travel. Um, our bookings are increasing daily and that is great. And I'm glad people want to get out there and, and go see the world or go see family or, you know, things that we've all missed out on the last couple of years. And, um, we're just hoping that as time goes on, some of these, uh, restrictions for travel are taken, you know, they get rid of some of that. We're breathlessly awaiting for the 18th of April to come and, let us know whether or not we have to wear masks in the airports and planes anymore. But we are hoping that maybe, you know, that will help people. Some people don't want to travel. They don't want to wear a mask all, all day long while they're sitting in airports and on planes. Um, that would bring some of those people back, I believe. Um, the other thing is, is we're really hoping that they remove the requirement to COVID test to come back to the United States if you travel abroad. It would be great if that was gone. There's a lot of people who have to COVID test and quarantine if they test positive when they're in a different country and really hoping that they they remove that. But I'm just hoping that we, everybody can go back to the pre-COVID normal and be able to travel as they want and not have to do so many things to be able to go. Yeah, regardless of what you think of it, I know just for some people in general, they want to travel to enjoy it and have fun. And so all these extra things probably have been an unfortunate thing for travel agents because then you have to jump through those hoops and, and things like that to get people where they where they want to go. But I'm glad to hear that it's starting to pick up and travel and people are wanting to go out and, and do more things. One thing I we didn't really touch on, kind of made your point throughout the whole podcast, but I think it's important to highlight is really just the benefits of working with a travel agent. And I mean, I did work with one when we went to Jamaica. And so I think very highly of them, but I'd love for you to, you know, just kind of give us your spiel of of some of those benefits of, of working with you or any other travel agency. We get asked this question quite a bit. Um, the benefit of working with a travel agent is the knowledge of the products and knowledge of the different vendors that are out there that we can offer you, as well as uh, different places to stay and whether or not we've been there ourselves personally or if it is through our clients, because we do ask our clients how their vacations were, what they think of the resort, and not while my opinion of something might be better than somebody else's, but like you and I could both go to the same resort and um, I could come back and say it was a great beach. I loved it. And you come back and you would say, 
oh, I didn't really care for the beach and I like the pool better. So it just depends on, you know, that type of thing. But it is nice to have customer feedback so that we're able to pass that on to other people. We also have um, the ability to help you. I mean, when when flights don't go accordingly, um, we're here to help you come up with solutions for that. If you work with a travel agent, a lot of times, you know, if we've done the airfare through our GDSs um, and a flight is canceled, you can call your travel agency as you're standing in line to try and get rebooked on another flight. And let's say there's 13 people in line. Who do you think is going to get the seats on the next flight first? Is it going to be the first person or the 13th person? I always tell people, get in the line. And then call us if we're not available for some reason, because it's after hours, have the phone number for the airline and, and be calling their reservations department while you're standing in that line. Just because if you get through to an agent before the fifth person in line, you're going to get the seats before that person. And a lot of people don't realize that we're able to just pull that right in our computer and add that to your reservation if there is availability. And if the flights are full, then we'll start looking to see when's the next best day that we can get you there or get you home on. Um, that's a great thing. That's nice to work with our um, GDS systems for the airlines. And we also have the ability to be looking at multiple days for you. Instead of having to back up and hit the dates over and over, we have a system that we're able to just, you know, I can do a cute little maneuver that like MD, which is. Um, move down so I can see what other flights are, whereas, um, or move next so I can just keep looking all through the whole month to see what the availability is for those flights. And as a consumer, if you're on there on a website doing that, you have to back up and change the date and go back forward. So, um, you know, we do the best we can and we are here to help you and we are here to guide you. Um, I certainly don't want to tell you how to do your vacation. Um, but we are here to guide you and help you out. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, just even the stuff dealing with being out of the country and stuff, that alone is, I mean, in my opinion, would be worth a travel agent because there's all those things about those countries and their culture, like the money that you said and um, the different languages and transportation and all those things are just, um, it's not like booking a rental car here in North Dakota to get to, you know, place X from place Y. Um, I mean, it all takes a lot of time and it takes people who know that. And so I think that's one of the, in my mind, is one of the great reasons why you should use a travel agent to to book your vacation. Um, In your world, though, I mean, 24 years is a really long time to be at one place and to do one career. And so I'm sure you have thousands of stories that you could share, um, but what's one or two stories that really come to mind of how you've, how you've helped someone? Maybe it was their dream vacation or their honeymoon or I don't know. What's some good stories that you have for our listeners? Well, I plan many destination weddings uh, for people and it's fun to see when those turn out the way they're supposed to. Um, I had some clients that um, got to their resort and once they got there, just due to their wedding party, they were upgraded to a beautiful suite with a, uh, it was a two-story room up at the top of the hotel. And on the second floor, there was this romantic jacuzzi and they put roses and everything in the in the tub for them. And they sure loved that. Um, I have done a trip to Norway for some people 
And they got to meet up with family they've never met in years. And we made that happen um, by researching a lot to find this little, little town in Norway for them to go to. And we figured out drivers and everything. And that was the highlight of their whole trip is that the person that we got in contact with at the hotel, um, the, the, the guy that worked there was kind enough to drive them to this little town. And people don't, you know, bend over backwards to do things like that for people. So that was a really fun thing to do for them on their trip. Um, I've also set up for somebody to propose to their uh, fiance or their girlfriend. They were on a group cruise with a bunch of other people. And I set up this whole dinner party for them and they were supposed to show up. And everybody in the group was sitting, waiting at the table and the guy and the girl just weren't coming and they weren't coming. And here they um, had been at the pool too long all day and fell asleep in their room. So they completely missed the whole celebratory dinner and him proposing to her. But uh, it did happen later that night. And, and uh, that was, that was a good, that was a good story. We kind of chuckle about that one once in a while here. But we've done a lot of, you know, special things for people and, and we try and and help the best we can to make whatever they have, you know, in their minds um, come true. And we try and pull in other people that can kind of help us once in a while. I'm sure um, it's very rewarding to you when you do hear these stories and hear that, like, you help somebody get there for their wedding and then they were upgraded or you help them meet family they've never done. Like, to me, the... That's got to be such a rewarding part of your job as a travel agent um, and work and worth all the headaches and the hoops you have to jump through sometimes because I'm sure there's a lot of those too um, when you're dealing with travel and all of that. So those are those are really cool stories to share. Uh, last but not least, uh, a lot of our listeners, we like to let them give a quick little pitch. So, I mean, I feel like the whole podcast was kind of a great pitch itself, but... Um, do you got a quick pitch you want to give our listeners about Jamestown Travel? Well, um, we have a, a trip that's coming up in November. So if anybody's looking for a little bus trip, it's just a five-night, six-day trip. Um, you'd fly to New Orleans. It's called Southern Harmony. Um, it features New Orleans and Mississippi's Gulf Coast, and it goes November 6th to the 11th. We have space available. We'd love to have somebody join us on it. and. And uh, that is a guided tour. So you're on a bus once you get there and they take you around and they have pretty much everything included in, in the tour with the exception of a few meals. But that's a great trip. And if you're already looking for next year, we'd be happy to help you with anything or even yet this year. I mean, hey, 2022 is still here and there's still nine great months of being able to travel places and we'd be happy to send you somewhere. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. That trip sounds like a lot of fun. So hopefully somebody takes advantage of that. But um, I think you gave our listeners some really good tips to remember uh, as they're traveling and, you know, how far out to plan and, and some things that, you know, mistakes people make that they should try to avoid and stuff. So I know I learned uh, some tips to use hopefully going forward if we get to travel anymore and um so i just want to thank you so much brandy for for being on this podcast uh it was a pleasure having you and thank you everyone for listening to let's see you succeed that wraps up our podcast today